Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to this Monday's episode of The Inspired Evolution. We have with us Dr. Evan Messner. So he is the founder of BNI, Business Network International. He's an author, a visionary. He's created a community of more than 10,000 chapters chapters of this networking events um, and communities all around the world, people helping each other with socially, with relationships, and also in business. It's referrals that actually, you know, create more and more business. They've done, I think it's over 13 to $14 billion worth of business through their friends and the community. Now, as you guys know, connection is my highest value. So I'm totally inspired by what he's been able to manage to create and afford people to create in their lives. He's helping people create beautiful relationships and then also helps them with their livelihoods. Now, this particular episode was really special. As you know, the Inspired Evolution is all about passion and purpose. And so he talks about how important it is to be connected to your flame right? And not working on your wax. Like, yes, there'll be lives, uh, moments in our lives, pardon me, that will be working on the wax, but it's so important, right? To work in your flame. And he talks about why that's so important. Other things we talked about was he mentioned saying that your network is a beacon of hope in a sea of fear. And what does that really mean? Tune into the episode. Your network is a beacon of hope. Your friends, your family, your community is a beacon of hope in a sea of fear in the, the, of the order and the chaos in the world. I think it's, it's a really beautiful metaphor and we unpack that. Also impregnated all throughout this is amazing tips on how to network with people, what it takes to be a master, like a master networker, an authentic networker. Um, and one of the, the, the good questions that I think I asked even humbly, is, uh, humbly <laughs> if I can say that, is how does someone such as myself start to network with someone that's like leagues and leagues and leagues beyond me in business? You know, like we're all equal as spiritual beings on this planet, but other people, some people have built, 
you know, they've put 30 to 40 years more into like something um, like business than I have. And I would love to garner some insights for such people. How do I connect and meet such people? And he calls that networking up. And there's some really cool strategies on how to do that in this episode. So I trust, and I kind of know that you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode in terms of how to build your network, nourish your network, um, and also think outside the box to connect to people that inspire you. So if this episode inspires you, as always, hit this, hit the bell notification icon, hit subscribe so we can stay in touch, stay connected so that we can build this network of community of um, people that are pro-planet and pro-humanity together ultimately. Um, as you know, that's me writing back to you in the comment section as well all the time. So I'd love to hear from you and tune in, stay in tune for this yummy episode on networking with uh, Dr. Even Misner. <laughs> Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. It is a treat to be here today. We have with us Dr. Ivan Misner. Uh, I've said that wrong. Dr. Ivan Meisner, how are you? I am fantastic. It is uh, great, uh, great to, to, to meet you here uh, two-dimensionally. <laughs> it is an interesting world that we live in now. It's very digital, very digital. And I'm sure that's had an impact on the way people come together and, and network. For those that are tuning in to, to us for the first time, we have with us the founder and the Chief Visionary Officer of BNI, Business Network International. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I, you've co-authored in pub, like so many publications on, at the heart of it, what is networking and referral business. Um, man, I feel, I feel really blessed and really privileged to have you here today just to ask and ask a bunch of questions. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me, uh, having me on. This is, this is what I love to do. I'm, I'm doing what I love. <laughs> it's such a blessing. So I want to actually go a little bit into that, if that's okay with you. You doing what you love, because where did B and I start? Because I, from what I heard, you weren't setting out to create seven to ten thousand chapters around the world of this stuff. It just started with. Can you tell us a little bit about where this began? Yeah. So I was a management consultant. My doctoral work is in organizational behavior. Um, I didn't like the networks that were out there. Some mm. were mercenary and everyone was trying to sell to me. Some were mm. social and no one was doing business. I wanted to have something that was business oriented, but relational. Mm. And to me, the glue that would hold it together is our principal core value of giver's gain. This idea that if I help you, you help me, 
we'll all uh, do better. And so I put together one group. I mean, I'd like to tell you I had this vision of 10,322 <laughs> chapters, which is what we have as of this morning. But um, the truth is I just wanted some referrals for my consulting practice and I wanted to help my friends. Yeah. And uh, people, uh, we take only one person per profession in a chapter. And so people kept coming and they couldn't join and they'd say, hey, would you help me open a group? Would you help me open a group? And at first I was saying, no, this isn't what I do. I'm a, I'm a business consultant. <laughs> I'm a consultant, go away. <laughs> and, and they talked me into it and I opened them up. And, um, and we ended up opening 20 chapters in one year. And wow. I didn't have, I, you know, I, I didn't have a plan to do that. It just happened. And in December of 1985, we opened the first chapter in January of 1985. In December of 1985, I had my Brody moment. Now, have you ever seen the movie Jaws? Yes. Sheriff Brody, mm. towards the end uh, of the movie, sees the shark for the yeah. first time. And uh -huh. he walks into the, into the captain's um, you know, wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he says... I think we're going to need a bigger boat, <laughs> right? So in December, I always take time in December to look back and see what happened and to look forward. Where do I want to go? Reflect. Yep, in December of 85, it was like, man, I'm going to need a bigger boat. This is, <laughs> this is not what I planned. Mm. And that's when I sat down and created a plan to really scale uh, the mm -hmm. company. And I thought yeah. it was possible um, to someday have 10,000 chapters. And we hit 10,000 chapters in December of uh, 2020. Congratulations. It is such a, yeah, it is such a trip to, to think about where it started and where it's gotten to um, and just what's possible with, with that vision. I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, you were doing a business consulting thing and then all of a sudden it's like you just wanted to scratch your own itch. It's just like, I wanted to network with, you know, a bunch of people that are social, but then also, you know, like a referral and like business oriented and, you know, like, and I'm going to be a little bit rude potentially, but like, you know, you had your business consulting and you kind of have your plan for where you're going. And I'm sure that there was like an awesome trajectory in there, but then scratching your own itch created this little pod and nucleus of like this networking event which then sort of started spruiking into other people how much of that is like do you ever like reflect back and go wow like even in my even in the best laid plans of mice and men <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. it's yeah like in business like trying to surrender to what sort of comes through as opposed to also what our best played laid plans may be yeah so let me let me start uh with where I where I feel I am now, I, I am absolutely humbled by what BNI has become. Yeah. I'm absolutely humbled. I thought it could have 10,000 chapters, but I didn't think we'd do it in 35 years. Mm. My, I thought it would take 70 years mm. to uh, have 10,000 chapters and we did it in yeah. half the time. Mm. So I'm absolutely humbled by what BNI has become. Um, and it was, uh, it was a wild ride to get there, you know, there, I learned a lot of the, I earned all this gray hair. You know? <laughs> I earned every bit of it. It's, um, you know, the, the secret to success without mm. hard work mm. is still a secret. Mm. I don't, I don't know what it is. If you've got to figure it out, let me know. Cause <laughs> I think, I think, you know, success is, um, it, it involves hard work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. I, um, and can I, let me just add one thing to this. Absolutely. Or the reason that I 
decided to pursue BNI. Yeah. And for a while, doing both my consulting and BNI, but eventually I sold my consulting business. The reason I decided to do BNI was as a consultant, I could maybe work with. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Maybe a dozen clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do probably much more than a dozen clients. Mm-hmm. But with B&I, I thought I could help thousands. Thousands upon thousands. <laughs> now it's hundreds of thousands. Yeah. You know, as of this morning, we had 283,000 plus. Uh, it was just over 283,000. I get a daily report on our chapters and our members. So um, I really felt like I could make a difference for more people. And that's the reason why I pursued B&I. And I took a cut in pay to pursue yeah. B&I because I was making good money as a management consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I loved what B&I could become. Can you tell us about that inflection point in your life when you were took, take, ready to take a cut in pay to pursue something that would result in greater impact in the world as opposed to greater financial impact? Because yeah. oftentimes, you know, and I know you've got that philosophy of giver's gain, which is, yeah. I love that philosophy of karma, basically. But there would have been that juncture, that rub. Do you remember that and how that felt? Can you explain that to us? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do. Uh, I, I definitely do because my first wife left me because I wasn't making oh, any money. No, you know, she did not believe in what I believed in. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that's, that, was, that was way out there for me, you know. Um, uh, and that was an interesting time, but it was mm. fantastic because I ended up meeting the love of my life, mm. uh, uh, Elizabeth, who um, she was a BNI member. Ah. And uh, I met her. It was the best referral I ever got. Yeah. <laughs> we were married 31 years. Uh, I mentioned to you off, off air, we, she passed away last year, but we were married 31 right. years. I met her mm. in BNI. And so the inflection point for me was it was a, it was a hard inflection point because, mm-hmm. you know, my, my first wife didn't really believe in my journey. She didn't believe um, in, you know, w- w- what I was doing and the turn I was making. And, and, I, but I believed in myself and I believed in what I was doing for others. And I re- I also believed that if I did it long enough and hard enough, the numbers added up and, and it wasn't just wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. uh, the, it was a plan mm-hmm. and that if I could scale this business, um, I, could, I could make a good living. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
impact more people. Mm -hmm. I mean, what better business is there than to help people make a living Mm -hmm. and for me to make a living uh, at the same time? I used to have people say to me, do you make money on this? And I say, look, if you're worried about whether I make money on this, don't be. I do. This is my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The question you need to ask is, are you going to make you money? You make money. <laughs> yeah. And if the answer is yes, then, then that's what you need to focus on. Mm. In the trailing last 12 months, mm. the trailing last 12 months, BNI members did 18 billion, with a B, 18 billion US dollars worth of business for each other. Mm. That is the referrals they passed equaled just under 18 billion US dollars worth of business. So yeah, yeah, I feel good. And I saw that possibility. Um, and, and again, the numbers add up. I saw, I see people who, you know, they have these big dreams, but the numbers don't add up. Mm-hmm. That's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that was, that was why I was willing to make the transition. And it was a tough transition for me, mm-hmm. both professionally and personally. Thank you so much for sharing that. So vulnerable. You know, I've think... never told anyone that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. About, Thank you. About Thank my, you. It, it affecting my first marriage. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, um, thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's important for us to hear just how important that self-belief really is, you know, that, um, and like how it guides you through um, even some of the hardest times in your life. And uh, I found it funny when he said, uh, <laughs> yeah, you had every single one. <laughs> Um, the, the, um, the, there's another piece in there that I wanted to tune in on, which is you gave yourself 70 years. And this is something that I find in today's day and age, especially, you know, coaching people into setting up their own businesses with the inspired evolution. I, um, I find people in the world of the digital technology, the way that it is this day, these days, instant gratification. It's like, I'm, I'm looking for an answer and I can find it on Google like that. But good things come to those who wait. You know, it's like I gave myself permission to build the Inspired Evolution touch wood and I gave it like, you know, anything I've committed 10 years to has turned out somewhat okay. But I could I could sense the inclination within me to like assess every year. How's this going? Is it going well? You know, and then like, oh, scrap it, move on to the next thing. And it's like, no, 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 just give it 10 years commit yourself to it. You enjoy the journey, see where it takes you. Um, obviously with a plan behind it in order of like how to, how to execute on that. But I love what you've said because you gave yourself a 70 year timeline. And then it's amazing what's, what happens when you take the pressure off and go, okay, 70 years, let's see. But then even in like half that time, you've achieved what you wanted to achieve and then some, right? Uh, yeah. And then some, and honestly, I didn't think I'd be alive to see us hit 10,000 10, chapters. Oh, Seven years. I was 28 when I started BNI. Um, so I'm so overjoyed that we hit it. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I, I think we'll have tens of thousands of chapters, uh, eventually. In uh, I bet, uh, I know you will. <laughs> I bet the growth is just like this. I wanted to tune in. How is that carrying a vision for something that's bigger and longer than your lifetime? Yeah, I think, you know, for anyone who wants to start a business, you've got to create a big vision for your company. Uh, our vision statement is changing the way the world does business. Mm. You know, it, this would take a long time to change yeah. the way the world <laughs> does business. But we yeah. want to do it through that principal core value of giver's gain. Uh, mm. You mentioned, you, you, I think you mentioned that you like that phrase. And to mm. me, giver's gain is more than just a phrase. It's mm. a way of living one's life. Mm. 
-hmm. It's a perspective to view and interact with the world. It's an attitude, not an expectation. And when it's applied properly, it'll change your life. Mm -hmm. And when it changes enough lives, it'll change the world. And that's the kind of vision that I think people need to establish where, where they want to go with whatever business they're starting. Think mm. big. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes the challenge can be even just giving yourself permission to dream and think big when we've been conditioned into, you know, the, I guess, just the job market sometimes the way that it is and everyone's conditioned to, hey, play this role, get more specialized and, you know, your own visions, no, 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 just buy into someone else's and help them build theirs, <laughs> you know? Well, look, and that's okay too. You, you know, we need worker bees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if somebody wants to buy into somebody else's vision, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you want to be a, an entrepreneur, um, then you, you got to create your own vision and creating a big vision is, is powerful. Mm -hmm. I really believe culture eats strategy for breakfast. Culture oh, wow. is the secret sauce to mm. scaling businesses. Uh, that if you create an organization that has a fantastic organizational culture and the vision statement has, that's, that's the beginning point for the creation of the culture. Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, then with that, with that vision statement, you need a good mission statement. Mm -hmm. That way it can change over, over time. But then you need to figure out your core values. Mm. What are the core values of your business? And a lot of people don't know how to create core values for their business. So, I mean, with BNI, I started with one to begin with, and that was Giver's Game. Mm -hmm. But the, the rest kind of came over in the next few years. And, and here's how I created it. And here's how I think, and I have never seen anyone write about this. Mm. I, I wrote an article on this, but I've never seen anyone else write about this. I think core values often come from processes that you use in your business that you see work. Mm. You go, okay, this is, this is important. This is an important piece of my business. Mm -hmm. Those processes create traditions. The traditions are the things you tell stories about. Mm -hmm. Well, when we started the business, this was happening and we learned this and we learned that. Your traditions then become your core values. Mm -hmm. It's from your traditions that you create core values mm. and your core values create your culture. So it's processes traditions, core values, and culture. Got it. Got it. I love that, you know, culture is so important because again, you know, when I tune into all the work that BNI is up to, I keep tuning into just the importance of relationships. Yep. Um, and I know that, you know, you've dedicated. That's your our whole second life core value, building <laughs> relationships. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, you, and literally you have written many books on how to help people build relationships, um, both deep and rich and also quick and fast. Um, can we take away some of your tips and guides for, you know, what are some of the best ways that you find when you meet new people um, to, to build that relationship? Um, what are some of your, like, I guess, master networking or master authentic networker yeah. um, tips for, for those that are tuning in? Well, First of all, networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. Uh -huh. Explain that. It's about cultivating relationships with yeah, people. Yeah, right. And um, what happens too often, and the one reason why a lot of people don't like networking is that it's being done wrong. People mm -hmm. meet each other and they use a networking um, event as a face-to-face -face cold calling 
opportunity. Mm. Hi, my name's Ivan. Let's do business. Or, you know, here's a couple of copies of my cards. Maybe you can give one to a friend. Like, I don't even know you. I'm, you know, I'm not going to refer you. Which, I don't know yeah, you. To be honest, like if I can just interject for a sec, like I find yeah. that's where like a lot of people have this, some people have a stigma around networking. They feel like it's this, it's this ugh, thing. But when you stop to think about it and it's like, dude, most of the business that you do in the world, you're inspired by the people you want to help. That's your network. Like it doesn't have to be this glucky thing. But when people feel into networking, they feel into what you just shared, which is that like cold calling face to face. I'm going to go meet a bunch of people. It feels very angular rather than warm and open and round and soft. Yeah. yeah. It's about building relationships. It, that's yeah. the way that networking should be done. Right. So the foundation of everything I teach mm-hmm. starts with a mindset. Mm-hmm. And the mindset mm-hmm. is the VCP process, visibility, credibility, profitability. Mm-hmm. First, you have to be visible mm-hmm. in the community. People have to know who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. Then, and only then can you move to credibility where people know who you are, they know what you do, and they know you're good at it. Mm-hmm. And they know you're good at it because they've observed you operate, or maybe they've worked with you, or other people have talked about you. And that one, by the way, takes the, the longest to mm-hmm. get to credibility. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to credibility, then you can move to profitability where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to refer business to you. Not just mm-hmm. do business with you because that would make it a sales process. What I'm talking about is a referral process. They're willing to refer business to you. Where networking goes wrong is when people try to jump over visibility, jump over credibility, and get right to profitability. profitability, (laughs) Which in one of my books, we call that premature solicitation, which you don't want to say fast three times. (laughs) (laughs) Premature solicitation, premature solicitation. (laughs) Didn't even make it. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I think it's interesting because when I think about like all the good things in my life, um, like even like a good movie or a good cup of coffee, you know, the, the first thing that happens for me is when I love it, it's like, oh, who can I share this with? You know, there's that intrinsic kind of, it's like, it's innate to our being, I feel like yeah, in so absolutely. many ways to want to share it, to refer someone into that thing. And so I get excited about that. And I'm thinking about what you've designed there and like helping people sort of refer each other on. It's like, well, that's, that's natural. And so instead of like, what can I get out of this? It's like, you know, referring other people into this thing makes a yeah. lot, lot of sense. Makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, And one of the things we teach in BNI is, is to talk to people about how, how, how can I help you? That's a great mm-hmm. phrase to use with, with, uh, with people. How, how can I help you? And then find ways to, if at all possible, to try and help other people. And that, that is a force multiplier in expediting the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you can find some way to help someone, um, then you, you, you build the relationship quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a, a really effective technique to use in networking, which means I think it's important to do one-to-ones with people. Mm-hmm. That's, um, you know, once you meet somebody at a networking event, sit down with them and spend an hour, go a little bit deeper, uh, find out more about them. We train people in BNI how to do it. We, it's in several of my books. It's called mm-hmm. the Gains Exchange, mm-hmm. where you talk about goals, accomplishments, interests, networks, and skills, and you share that. We found in BNI in a, in a research study that we did in Europe, for mm-hmm. a region of BNI, people who did four one-to-ones a month, not to try and sell each other, just to learn about each other. Connect. Four mm-hmm. compared to people who only did one a month. Mm-hmm. So one a week versus one a month. The people who did four a month gave twice as many referrals as the people who only did one a month. But here's the more important thing. They received 
twice as many referrals as the people who only did one a month. So, you know, we tell our, our people in BNI, you want to double your referrals? Yeah, of course we do. Do one one-to-one with somebody a week mm-hmm. and you'll double the amount of referrals that you get in, in business. Mm-hmm. I give mm-hmm. you a mindset and a skill set. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's, there's so much. Um, what I'm loving the most is just how intuitive it is. We're a bit like we get wrapped into so much of this, like how we think we ought to do business. But when it really comes down to it, it just boils down to our innate, innate kind of human, um, the things that make us human. Like connection is one of the things. And, yeah, and, and like our friends and family, like we want the best for them and just connecting them to each other. And I think the hard part for the, some of those that are tuning in is the expectation piece, you know. It's like if I do this, what am I going to get? And I know that that's, you know, that's where giver's gain really comes in as a core yeah. ethos. But, you know, like I'm sure you must interface with a lot of people that what's in it for me? What's in yeah. it for me? You know, what's in it for me? Even like some of the environments that I've been in around business, people are coaching me to think about, the person that I'm serving my business to, to think about what's in it for them so that I can, you know, it just seems to be this prevalent way that business is done at the moment. Um, any, any advice? But it was to, that way 36 years ago. Yeah. I think it's better today than I saw 36 years ago. Mm. There are more people who recognize that, that when you build a relationship with somebody else and you help somebody else, that they're, most of them are going to want to be do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I have people who say to me, you know, I, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, and I got somebody who's not giving back. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a book uh, called Infinite Giving. And in it, I say, um, look, if you give and give and give, and somebody's mm-hmm. not giving back, it, being an infinite giver doesn't mean you have to be an infinite victim. Mm. It's okay to recognize the key is having discernment. Mm-hmm. When you recognize that you're dealing with a taker Mm. and they're really not going to contribute back, move on. Mm -hmm. You want somebody that you have a a reciprocal relationship with, and they may not, they may not give back in the same way, Mm -hmm. but they're giving in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, I think that's very important. Um, And I think it's also important to, to give from your saucer and not your cup. Mm. Let's talk about that for a second. Yes, please. I think sometimes, and I see this, you know, with people in BNI where our philosophy is givers gain. So they just give and they give and they give. And, and you know, we tell them, look, networking's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm. Give from your saucer, not your cup. You, it is called givers gain. Mm-hmm. You want to build your business. Because if you build your business, you have a bigger cup of success. Mm -hmm. And if you have a bigger cup, you have a bigger saucer. Mm -hmm. And give freely from that saucer, not the cup. Mm. So that you can grow, you can do well, you can have success. And the more success you have, the bigger the overflow of success you have, and the more you can give. Wow, that's a beautiful metaphor and it totally makes sense about keeping yourself whole as well because I can see how attractive it can be to, yeah, give, 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 but also, you know, at the expense of yourself to some degree. Um, yeah, that that feels really, really wholesome. Certain things that I find um, 
again, you know, maybe I'm just blaming technology too much more than I should, but, you know, long-term relationships in such a transient age that we live in, you know, it seems like people like in our era are meant to have seven different careers. That's quite a varied, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of different, it's a lot of different careers. Um, and so, you know, the impulse to sort of build long-term relationships in and around such a dynamic environment in the world that we live in um, may be less attractive, uh, do you find? Or is it because, like at the end of it, we're building like social networks that are wholesome for us anyway as friends? And what do you think? Honestly, I, I view the world, I, I, think the, I think the lens you view the world through hmm. is really important. Yeah. And I view the, the lens, I view what you're talking about as a better opportunity, not worse. Mm-hmm. Because if you're having multiple careers, multiple jobs or, or professions or, or um, you know, companies, businesses you start during your lifetime, your network becomes more important than ever. Mm. Your network is a beacon of hope in a sea of fear. Mm-hmm. We live in crazy times, but the people who know, like, and trust you, the people that you're at credibility with and at profitability with, they're going to be there for you in difficult times. And uh, transitioning, you know, careers, moving from one place to another, um, you, you need your network more than ever then. And so uh, I, I really believe that the, the lens you use to view the world makes a difference in how you act in the world. And, and, I, and I say that from the perspective of, I love astronomy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. beautiful Celestron telescope. Mm-hmm. And I can look through my lens in, in the telescope. And if I look at the moon without, if I just look at the moon through my normal lens, it is so bright, it hurts your eyes. <laughs> okay, so it's mm. like, imagine walking into a pitch black room, standing there for five minutes and then flipping on a ton of lights, your eyes get hurt. Mm. That's what it's like to look at the moon in, an, in a, a lens without mm. a filter or without a different lens. Uh-huh. You put a different lens on or a different filter on, oh my goodness, the moon opens up to you. you mm. It's almost like you could reach out and touch the craters on the mm. moon. Mm. You can see the, the ice caps of Mars. You can see the moons of Jupiter, the rings of Saturn. And it all depends on the filter you use and the lens you use. Mm-hmm. I would argue that life is very similar. Mm-hmm. That the lens and the filters that you use to view life determine where you end up. And so I would, I would argue that today more than ever, you need your network. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is the stabilize, stabilizing factor mm-hmm. in a crazy world. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for bringing that home. I mean, I've got a vulnerable question. It's going to come across as quite vulnerable. And I uh, like, let's, I, I think for me, I'll, I'll, I'll set the kind of like clear the frame and the set a little bit. So I definitely won't be <laughs> doing this to you um, as I ask you how to do this. Um, but I think for those that are tuning in, especially young entrepreneurs such as myself, we often find people, individuals such as yourself that we are inspired by that are doing amazing things or have done amazing things in the world. Um, you've left a legacy in alignment to the kind of impact that we would love to have. And we often find, or I'm speaking from experience, 
that, you know, you mentioned that, you know, the, it's, it'd be amazing if you could spend, you know, an hour with a particular person or if you could learn to sp- like add value to people. So I guess the question that I would like to ask, and this is me being vulnerable, but, and I won't apply this to you, so feel free to answer this question, but how would I, how would someone in my situation go out of their way to add value to someone such as yourself when you've accomplished so much more than someone like myself has? Listen, that is a uh, fantastic question. And I actually, I, I've never written about it in a book, mm. um, but I have uh, written about it in a blog. Uh, and, it, and I do a presentation on this called Networking Up. Mm. How do you network with people who you believe mm. are in a different weight class? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. You know, should let you ask uh, the question. You you framed it better, <laughs> and and that makes you know it, we're all there. Yeah. We're all there. So I'll tell you a true story, mm. absolutely true story. The the secret the secret we've already talked about actually, mm. it's about finding ways to help them. Mm. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Look for ways to help them, and if it's a way that can help them that is also positive in some way for you, that's a win win. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let me give you a true story because, well, before I give you the true story, let me tell you what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't sell to them. Of course. That's mm-hmm. what people do. They, they meet somebody and it's like, oh, this, this is my one time opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, it never hurts to ask. Right. And they ask. And let me tell you, it does hurt to ask. If mm-hmm. you ask for something before there's a relationship, th- that person doesn't want to see you again. Mm. Especially if you're networking up. Mm-hmm. So if you can find ways to help them. So here's what I did. And you can actually see these videos on my blog at ivanmeisner.com. You can see the videos I'm going to talk about. I've had an opportunity to go to Necker Island three times. I'm headed back there um, in October. Now, that's awesome. Richard Branson's private island. Mm-hmm. And so I've had an opportunity to spend a week with Richard three times. Mm-hmm. Well, the second time I was there, I really wanted to do a video mm-hmm. with Richard that I could put on my blog. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be one of those guys that walked up and said, hey, Richard, would you do a video? Yeah, got it. (laughs) So I did some research. What Mm. was it that he was on fire about? What was he really excited about? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the first video I did, it was probably about seven years ago, maybe a little more. And he was talking about the B team, the business team, Mm -hmm. uh, and how business should focus on people planet and profit. Hmm. People first, then, planet, then profit. Awesome. And, um, and I, and I love the concept. And so I, I sat down, was talking to him and I said, tell me about this B team concept that you've got. I've read a little bit about it. It's amazing. And he lit up. Hmm. He just lit up. He's like, Oh, I love this concept. And he, and he, you know, went into some details about it. And then I said to him, and you, you're, you're going to go, Oh, you just said that earlier. I said to him, how can I help you with that? Mm. What, what can I do? Because I think it's brilliant. Mm. How can I help you? And he said, well, geez, I don't know. You know, you, you have a network. You know, are you able to maybe share the concept? I said, absolutely. Would you like to do a video mm. talking about this concept? He said, yeah, I would love to do a video. <laughs> we did a video, right. which is up on my blog. Now, when I went back there about... Um, year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. I wanted to do another video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I read one of his books. 
you know, mm -hmm. I think it was finding your virginity or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Losing your and, virginity. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, and I, I don't know if that was the one, but he talks about circles and how ah. your circle in life begins with you. You got to yep. get your own stuff together. Yep. And then it's your significant other and your children and your family and mm. your community and, you know, and how the circles get. And it's almost, his idea is almost the idea of a gift from your saucer, not your cup. Mm -hmm. So get mm -hmm. it together here and move on. And Watch the saucer grow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. bigger and bigger. And um, so I, I said to him, I love the circles concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that would fit fantastic um, for my BNI audience. Um, would it be of any value to you to do a video like we did last time to promote your book and this concept? And he said, yeah, I would love to do that. And so we did a second video. You can find both of those videos up on my, uh, on my blog. And, and he, the guy is such a great guy. I love it. Mm. We asked him, would you do a little cameo <laughs> on a third video? And he said, yeah, what do you want me to do? So I was doing a, a video with a Jordan Adler who's with Sendot Cards. He's like the, the biggest sales guy for Sendot Cards. And mm -hmm. I'm doing this with Jordan Adler. And we said, would you just walk by us, behind us? <laughs> and look at, and just look at the, you know, look into the camera as you walk by. <laughs> Keep going. And so Jordan and I are doing this, this video and you can see this video on my blog too. And we're talking and he walks by and he looks and then we go, was that? No. <laughs> I mean, Branson is just so Fun. easy yeah. to, to talk to and, and to work with. But you, first you have to build the trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't build the trust, the rest doesn't come. Yeah. And, and one of the ways to build the trust is to find a way to help them. And if you mm -hmm. can find a way to help them, that's the force multiplier in building mm -hmm. the relationship. So I'm going back in October in November, mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll take a look at my blog. Let's see if yeah. there's, let's see what's see next. I'm, let's see if I'm three. What's, what's next in the series. Can you just tell us just a little bit around like how much, like finding out what he was passionate about. Like he said, you read his book, like he put in some groundwork there. Like it took time, energy, and effort. It took some researching. It took some natural curiosity about the person to invest in. I think that's important for us to, for someone like myself to tune into. Um, yeah. Cause I'm sure it's not just, like waiting there on the surface to go, oh yeah, this person needs help with that. Cause obviously, you know, they're, they're obviously quite accomplished in their own right, but taking some time to go and then even asking the question, like, what are you interested in right now? And then going, Hey, how can I help you with that? You know, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. What are you interested in right now is a, is good. If you don't know mm. what's better mm. is, is knowing something they're interested in and, and kind of going in that direction to get them to, light Open up, up further that topic if it's at all possible and that's you know god my goodness today you know in 2021 versus 1985 you you, you got everything at your fingertips you mm. can walk into a room meet see somebody across the room and go i need to know more information about that person and you could get da, on da, your da, phone da, da. You, yeah, you know talk to monsieur google and yes. monsieur google will tell you you know almost anything you need to know about that person <laughs> then when you talk to them you're talking to them from a position of a, at least a little bit of knowledge, mm, which mm. when you're networking up, which is where this dialogue began, mm. um, start by doing a little research, even if it's at, at the moment, you know, right before you walk up to them, mm. do a little research. 
I love that. Thank you so much. Mm. By the way, if, if you're not, if you're not, if you are always one of the most successful people in a room, mm. you're hanging out in the wrong rooms. Yeah. You need to go to rooms where there are people more successful than you. Now, it's also okay to network in rooms with peers. Mm -hmm. It's also okay to network in rooms where you are the most successful person. All three are okay, mm -hmm. but you do want to find some where you're networking up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You wrote a book where who's in your room is a secret to your best life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Is that expanding on this love concept? Yeah, I love that book. So here's the concept, and I'll see if I can do it in about two minutes. <laughs> and go. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Imagine that you live your life in one room, mm. and that one room has only one door, mm -hmm. and that one door is an enter-only door, so that when people come into your life or into your room, they're there forever. You can never get them out. Now, luckily it's a metaphor, but if it were true, would you be more selective about the people that you've let into your life? Holy cow. Yeah. The discernment would be a whole other level. <laughs> That's what everyone says. So then why are we not more careful? Because I would argue my friend that it is, it is not a metaphor. It is in fact true. And here's why. What I want you to do is I want you to think about someone you got out of your life. Because people tell me, it, it, it is a metaphor. I can get people out of my life. Okay, great. So I want you to think about somebody that you got out of your life. That they were, I want you to think about why you wanted them out of your life. Were they toxic? Were they angry? Did they lie? What were the reasons? Now, I'm not going to ask you to say who it is. <laughs> you're safe. Now, if you're listening to this or you're watching this, I want you to think of someone too. This is really important. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to think of someone you got out of your life that you just didn't want in your life. All right. Do you have them in? Do you have them in mind? Do you know who it is? Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about the last thing they did that just ticked you off and why you want them out of why you wanted them out of your life. You got it? You don't have to share it, but you got it? Got it. So here's the thing. If they're still in your head, they're still in your room, mm -hmm. and they will be there for the rest of your life. Because that the room begins on one temple of your head and ends on the other temple of mm. your head. It is your mind. We interviewed Dr. Daniel Amen, a neuroscientist and psychiatrist, and he said, you know, when you have professional or personal relationships with people, their fingerprints are all over your brain forever. The things they've done to you, good or bad, mm. will be all over your brain forever. And you're going to make decisions in the future based on those experiences. Informed by that. Yeah. And so this whole concept of who's in your room is about recognizing that when you let people close to you, they're there forever. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. if they're out of your life, they're still in your head. Mm -hmm. And so we try to talk about how do you be more selective? How do you deal with the people maybe you shouldn't have let in? And how do you create the, the, life, the life of your dreams? These are the mm -hmm. things that we talk about in who's in your room. Wow. I love that. Thank you and so I think much I for sharing. In about two minutes. Yeah, you smashed it. No, I'm definitely not. Definitely not criticizing that. That was gold. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Oh man, there is. Oh, as we all know, you're a wealth of wisdom here. So, just before I um start wrapping up and letting letting you go, because I know we've all got 
amazing impacts in the world to have and things to do. I wanted to tune in and check in on a really grounded level. You've been through quite the transition in the last 35 years. I imagine, you know, when you first started out, you were managing your networks on something like a Rolodex. Um, and Literally now, a Rolodex. Literally, right? Yeah. So, and now like technology has gotten to such a different level and space and, you know, like jumping online, there's so many different ways I can manage my contacts in my email. I can manage it with my phone. I can manage them. Like, how do you, like, even that, especially with the level of connectivity we have these days, like I've got touch wood having spoken all over the world. It's now like networks all over the world. I imagine your network's even bigger, but how do you manage your network? Do you use tools to, to support you on that journey? Yeah, and I do. What, what do some of them look like? People that are in sales definitely need to have a, a they need to have software that's devoted mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. You know, something like Salesforce or other software programs that is devoted to it. Uh, you know, where, where I'm at right now is I need my, I need my publicist to have that digital Rolodex mm -hmm. um, because they've got the contacts. So I don't use a, 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 a you know, special contact software, but I think if you're in sales or marketing directly, you need it. And I mm -hmm. recommend it. I use my good old Outlook contacts mm. um, and, and, and try as much as possible to stay in touch with people. But I love technology. Technology flattens the communication hierarchy. Mm. When I started BNI in 1985, uh, certainly by 1990, if my members wanted to talk to me, they either had to come to an event that I was mm -hmm. doing live or they had to try and get through to me on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of busy. So getting through to me on the phone wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. But now I have hundreds of thousands of people can connect with me directly and immediately on my podcast or on my blog or on social media. Mm -hmm. And I read every comment that's on my podcast or on my blog. I read a lot of the comments on my social media. And, uh, and, and so it, it, that's what I mean by it flattens the communication. Hierarchy. Mm. I love the technology. And we've been an early adopter of technology. I mean, look at our domain name, bni.com. You can't have a three-letter. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that in this day and age. Yeah, you weren't an early adopter. Yeah. I was an early adopter to technology. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Man, guys, if you're tuning in, like, honestly, there's a BNI network in your local city. It's just basically impossible that there wouldn't be one. <laughs> and in some cases, in many cases, actually, like here in Melbourne, even there's three. So, you know, there's, it's, it's a, it's an incredible community of people supporting each other. And, you know, you'll meet like-minded people that are, you know, oriented to give first. And I think even if you were curious to check out, you know, if you go along to a meeting and you, you know, you, you find that it's valuable and potentially there's someone already in your space doing what you're doing, the opportunity to set up your own is I've met people that have set them up and there's some of the coolest people I've met are actually, you know, they've, they started their own chapters of BNI and they're just right. awesome people. And, um, and the local BNI director will hold your hands and help you through the process every step right now. Most of them are still meeting online, mm -hmm. um, but we do plan on transitioning back to, back to, physical as well yeah awesome and we'll put a whole bunch of links to links to to um to ivan's work in in the um in the show notes and obviously bni as well i just want to thank you like so much for doing this today thank you so much for being here with us sharing your insights and honestly it's you know it 
it'd be rude to sort of suggest that it was just this moment in time that we're garnishing all this wisdom from. I know it's a lifetime's work that you've put into this, followed your passion, followed your path and your calling to be able to share yourself with us this way today. So thank you so much on behalf of myself well, and Inspired Evolution Tribe. Truly my pleasure. And I know your, your, your audience are, you know, people who want to get inspired. Um, I, one bit of advice. Can I, can I leave them? Oh, you can leave us with as much advice as you want. Thank you, time. <laughs> I think that if you can discover your flame, mm-hmm. that you're going to really be way more successful. People who work in their flame and not in their wax mm. are way more successful in life. When people are working in their flame, they're excited about what they do. They're passionate. They love it. You can see it in the way they behave. You can hear it in their voice. When they're working in their wax, it takes all their energy away. You can see that in the way they behave. You can hear that in their voice. Mm-hmm. Find your flame mm-hmm. and spend time working towards it. Now, I'm a 20-year overnight success. You know, it took me <laughs> 20 years. Of, of, you know, I had to work in wax a lot, and I get it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get to do what you want to do. Mm. but create that vision, hold on to that vision, work on that vision. And the more and more you can be working in your flame and the less and less that you're working in the wax, the more you're going to love what you do. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you maybe got this by now, but this is my flame. Yeah. I, love, <laughs> huh? I, love, I love pouring into members or people. I love pouring into people that want to be a sponge and, mm. and hear ideas on what I've used to help achieve success. And maybe, maybe, just maybe some of those ideas will help them. Oh, I bet they will. They, I, I'm taking away so much from this episode. Thank you so much. And I think even just to, to dive into that, like a little bit further, the, the flame, I think it's so important to realize that you don't just stoke your flame for profit. You stoke it for your own, how it feels, the energy of it, you know, and like what you get, the vitality that you get from showing up for something that you just love doing, the health aspect, the mental health aspect of that alone is what, you know, a big part of, you know, all the talks that I deliver for the Inspired Evolution is around. It's like purpose is your health and your health is your purpose but that metaphor man thank you so much that's brilliant my pleasure oh, i hope we get to do this again and i hope you'll accept to see me i will not um use some of the tactics you've shared with me on you just yet <laughs> not that you know of anyway <laughs> but again thank you so much for yeah give us gain and giving and giving and giving to our community thank you truly really my pleasure i, I appreciate uh, you having me on Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.